We're not going to keep the old systems. We have to go efficient. We you have don't to need do a things. dumb waiter. You don't we don't need... need that. Yeah, there's things we don't need. Um, but we could still revive it. And I think a lot of the people that are on the board or in the committee of a historical society, they should understand that, that wait, let's shift. Because I'm trying to live in this house for the next 100 years. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to The Remix, the video podcast that keeps you in the mix of everything real estate. I'm Noel Freisen. And I'm Eric Anderson. And today we have a real exciting guest, a former American Idol contestant, who has, who has turned into an historical home renovation. He's doing the largest Renovator. and oldest home in Nutley, New Jersey. Mina Grace. Are we live? Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm glad to be here and glad to be with Eric and Noel and, and Nima. And this is great. Yeah, you almost forgot like my name. Nima and Nina. This is Damn. awesome. Well, you're a home reno <laughs> renovation. We have, to, we have to remind everybody who Nima is. As, Not a renovator. <laughs> As always, we have our power panelist, Nima Mary from the Mary Law Firm. He's our legal eagle. And well, what does panelist mean? What are power panelist panels? What's a panelist? I don't know. Are it's, we a panel? That I'm a panelist? I, I put the power before panelist because. And what's plural panelist? So are we panelists? Because, because you renovate new homes. Are we panelistesses? Um, Nima renovates new homes. Panelists. And you renovate old You homes. are one of our experts. Panelist test? All right, anyway, panels. panels. I had the pleasure of touring this, this property uh, a couple of weeks ago. So before we tell you, or before I tell you, or ask any questions, why don't you tell us about your property? So it's 1885 it was built? Uh, the property was built in 1885, and it's a shingle-style Victorian. Um, there are only about three shingle-style Victorians in the Northeast. Wow. Ah. And they were built during the 19th century. Um, it's a twist on the Queen Anne Victorian, uh, but it's it's supposed to be more earthy, uh, more asymmetrical, um, and there are you know, it's it's a wood shingle, you know, from the outside so that it blends in with with the woods and and the earth and so it's not as it's not as uh, you know colorful as the Queen Anne style. Victorian. But All right, let's talk about what happened in 1885, oh. right? <laughs> As your local History historian lesson. panelist, 1885, Grover Cleveland became the 22nd president. And I'm not going to read the vice president because nobody ever really cares. Rocking Springs Massacre happens. Niagara Falls is turned into an official park. Charles Dow publishes the first edition of the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Huh. Wow. Mark Twain publishes The Adventures of the Huckleberry Finn. Huh. The Washington Monument is dedicated. <coughs> what else? The American Telephone and Telegraph Company, AT&T, is incorporated in New York. Wow. They're that old. <coughs> the Great Depression ends. And that's when your house was built. That's, that's when the house was built. built. Yes. Okay. The Statue of Liberty arrives in New York. Yay. Okay. Yes. Can you it was, it was a happy. Year. It was a happy moment. And the architects wanted to glorify that moment. Mm -hmm. And um, it's, it's more so for an affluent, you know, uh, it, it was a rarity to build a shingle style Victorian. It's almost like you're, you're trying to build. Do you uh, feel bad knocking it down and putting in modern doors and collapsible I, steel? I did not 
putting in a parking I, lot, but he did not knock. I it did down. not knock. It Our down. viewers want to know. I mean, like, do you have a soul? Like, how do you not? Oh, God. <laughs> well, for, from what I heard, the there's, town was very involved. In there's a process. Him permission yes. to buy this house. Yes, yes, there's a process that you know. You, was as like a, a contractor, committee? yes, there there is a historic committee, um, and it, it took about how it took about eight that? months to get approved. Like, are they just super annoying? Are they people who are just like, dude, like, can you please leave us alone? Uh, I would say some historical committees are more seasoned than others. Uh, in Glen Ridge, you know, in Montclair, they have a lot more homes that are historical. Right. In Nutley, um, there's probably just a handful. Of really boring residents who have been there for 80 years and they just have nothing better to do, so they create a historic committee compliment <laughs> to the mayor and they just nag at you for everything. Well, he, this house is a special house. From what I understand, <laughs> the town used to have a lot of events there. Give us some history. Yes. The town, so so the person who lived in the home, her name was Ruth Bedford, and um, she was an assistant to W.T. Grant, and I'm not sure exactly what he did. W.T. Grant, he, the department store guy? Yeah. Wow, okay. Yes, and uh, her husband was a superior court judge. Um, she had no kids, and she was a philanthropist, and she was a socialite in town, so she always, you know, was giving to the town. The town had events there. They had something called the lollipop event. Uh, they had uh, events where, you know, they brought fire and police and uh, campaigns. A lot of large campaigns happened there, and she was really involved in the community. And um, I think what happened was she she had no kids, and she she willed a house or she gave the house to the fraternity that her husband was a part of. Um, and I had to deal with with that with transaction. You had to deal with actually the fraternity. Yes, the, the whole, fraternity. This is a okay. one owner. So she was one a family lived in this house. Yeah, she was a mileage, new tires. Yeah. She was 102 Clean years old, packs. and this wow. house was yeah, uh, yeah, and this home was uh, was her aunt's. Wow. Yeah. So and the Kennedys, I, I think uh, John F. Kennedy's daughter lived behind that house and it was another house on Satherway. Um, but there was some <clears throat> Swedish, I think designer who, who built the house. So the house was annexed and it was added onto over the years. So there's parts How big to was it. it. How many bedrooms? Like, does it have a big, like, does it have a lot of land around it? It's, Give me an it's, idea. It's beautiful. Um, if you know Nutley and you know that area, Lindhurst, Bergen okay. County, it's very congested in those areas. So, Houses are very like close to each uh -huh. other. This is the only lot that's about an acre-ish, and it's about 200 by 200 feet, uh, so it has a lot of land. Nice. And you can't subdivide on it because there's a deed restriction on it. Um, she deemed it historical herself. So to that, you know, to answer your question with the historical committee, it didn't have to be, you know, uh, I didn't have to go through the historical committee to do this if she didn't deem it historical. Oh, now, wow. what made you want to buy it? Uh, I was walking around. There was a wraparound porch, and I was I was in that wraparound porch, and then I walked to the other side. There's like this huge side yard with beautiful azaleas that are about a hundred years old. Gorgeous. I just saw a vision, and I, I, I just I didn't I didn't see myself in this like urban town. I I saw myself in a in land and you know this gorgeous home and I said I could do something here this is 
beautiful. I could live here and I could still walk to ShopRite. I could still walk to Starbucks. So, oh, so you're going to live in this. It's not a flip. This is me. This is, this is, this is you. Mm -hmm. But let's, let's give our viewers a little bit of background about why you are so qualified to, you know, to renovate this home and why... No, he watched YouTube videos. No, he was a singer. <laughs> <laughs> he is, and that. He a singer. So, so just so you all know, he was on American Idol. And Correct. He, he, Top 50 in the United States of America in beatboxing. He was in, inspired <laughs> on American Idol by some of the judges to go become a historic home <laughs> renovator, correct? I was shot down. So um, yeah. was tell us about your work how'd with... You, yeah, how'd, yeah. You get, how'd you get from American Idol to construction? To construction. Well, I, I've always loved to sing and, um, you know, all my friends know that. I, I've performed in so many... Uh, you know, places, and I've opened up for major artists like, uh, like Ludacris and Lupe Fiasco, um, and we have a really amazing band. Uh, our band was called Attic before, A-T-T-I-C, because we started up in the attic, and then, uh, yeah, I know, it's corny. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah. Was that, that in an attic <laughs> of a historic home? No, it was oh. an attic in, of our dormitory. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then after that, we, uh, you know, we started playing everywhere and we just loved music and that was my passion. And I didn't know where I wanted to go until I, you know, purchased my first home after senior year of college. And I decided to redo the basement because I wanted to, I, I had student housing at the time. So I started off with off-campus students because that's all I knew in real estate. And you know, that's how I just. <laughs> so you started renovating I, your first home, and that's what gave you the renovation bug. Yes. Dude, you got so like music got videos. Into, huh? You got like music videos. I got some music videos. So I, I got into, <laughs> I, I got into construction by just doing it for my own property mm -hmm. that I purchased when I was about 22. Um, and I just redid the basement with my best friends. This is you? <laughs> and how did you, how did you? <laughs> uh, oh, I gotta hear this. There's no Wait, before, There's, before we have so, to pay so our just to, just to be clear, I you know we we never really marketed our music. We were we were great live. Um, we killed it. You know. We, well, when you finish your house, can you do like? I would love to go get back into the into the music. Is that you? It, I don't know if that's me. Ah. We'll, we'll get to to my music videos Wait, later. So you nine minutes getting your your house. <laughs> And then, um, didn't you, what was your degree in? What did you specialize in when you went in college? Uh, when I went to college, I started in bio and I was like, oh, let me, you know, I wanted to do, I wanted to be a physician. And, okay. and it's like, you know, the, the family, they're all in medicine. So I said, oh, I, you know, I, this is what I have to do, but I didn't know what I, I'd, I'd be here. I didn't know I'd be in real estate, in construction. I had no idea. Uh, just kind of felt, you know. And now, so you, you got into construction, what do you do now? No one, I mean, so, we know, but they don't know. So when I started my, when I start, when I purchased the home, um, I realized that I wanted to be in business somehow. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I got my MBA in real estate, in, in, in uh, marketing and finance, mm -hmm. and I focused on real estate development. That really intrigued me. And after my MBA, um, after I graduated, I worked for Turner Construction for a bit. That's a big building company in Manhattan. It's, it's right. Turner is one of the biggest GCs, general contractors in the world. Oh wow, okay. Yeah, uh, they're, they're doing a lot of projects everywhere. I think they're even doing military bases and- Oh wow. Yeah, uh, they're international, they're, they're, so they're huge. You got your real training. No, actually I didn't learn anything at Turner. Okay. 
You yeah. surprising. <laughs> it was because you were the, a little you were a little cog in a big yes. in a big machine. Yes, right? yes. I was sense. given tasks at Turner. I was I was exposed to a lot mm-hmm. at Turner, but I didn't realize how much I was exposed to. I wish I could go back and be exposed again because now I understand it. Mm-hmm. But when I was there, I didn't understand it. Understood. I didn't understand anything. I was just doing. So we're gonna slip your resume back in, do a little, <laughs> yeah. do a little espionage. <laughs> <laughs> So then you opened up your own company. I opened up my own company. Um, I was given a job, a big job. It was a great opportunity. Uh, there was a block that was fire damaged in Bayonne. And, you know, someone came up to me and they said, hey, do you want this job? All the homes are fire damaged. Do you want to rebuild them? And I said, I've never built a home ever. And they said, well, you got to start somewhere. So make an LLC. The whole thing. So I started making up, making the company name and building it. And then they said, well, you need the W9 for the bank and the bank needs the 1099 and the bank oh. needs the workers comp and the bank needs the general liability insurance. I was like, what's that? So I just kept digging through mm-hmm. all this stuff. This is my first time. It took me about, you know, five months to get everything together mm-hmm. with the paperwork. They were probably like, who is this guy? Like, do yeah, you who was your hookup there that like, it was a good hookup. Yeah. <laughs> he was an adjuster yeah. for the company. Yeah. So open he, an LLC. Like he okay. believed in me and he said, let's just, you know, just do it. So did that I made adjuster? so many mistakes on that. Yeah. I think I could have made at least half a million on just that build. And I probably lost like 50. It's like, going, it's like going to college. It's like going to college. Yeah. And I, it was stressful. Okay. It was hell. But now you're doing this massive house. Yeah which is not stressful at all for you, right? Uh, it's a little stressful, but it's, yeah. it's challenging. It's the most challenging project that I've ever had Is that because you have to life. ask your wife for just design details? Or no. Is other projects you know? <laughs> uh, no, actually, my wife is great, and she just lets me be. I think she's realized that she lost a lot of control over everything. Okay. And uh, she said, you know, just... She trusts just, your eyes. She trusts, she, trusts she trusts what I'm doing. How long um, have you been doing construction? How many projects have you worked on? Like how many how many houses have you built? This isn't you didn't go from that build to your own historical home. Like you specialize in yeah. historical homes. Yeah, yeah. I actually so I started with renovations when I didn't know what I was doing on my own homes, and then I was given that opportunity with the fire damaged homes, which was mm-hmm. a great opportunity because when I started off, I didn't start off new construction. It's a whole other avenue, mm. you know renovations versus new construction versus restoration, they're like completely different. So if a contractor comes to you and says, oh, you know, like I could do this and they've never done new construction, they don't know it. If they don't know commercial, they, it's, there, there are so many things that are, so to answer your question, I've built probably around 30 new homes mm-hmm. and I've restored about maybe close to 20, 20 residents. And it's been in the residential, more okay. so in the residential uh, mm-hmm. market. Um, I've done some commercial, but I feel as if when I when I was with Turner, commercial was just like really cutthroat. <laughs> Sorry, was I supposed to say that? No, we don't yeah. like. Yeah, <laughs> we don't like resi- we don't like residential. They agents, don't yeah. like residential agents. Like residential. I love. No, it has residential nothing, agents. nothing to do with so, I mean, Eric doesn't I, like that. I mean, I'm not no, in I'm the agent w- like the the agent world is a different world too. Um, the construction, you know, that's a, a different language, but uh, I think in regards to construction, commercial and residential is very different, where commercial, uh, you know, they're demanding, 
they want that number, they want that square foot number. Mm -hmm. uh, that's how you get in. There's no like such thing as, oh, here's my friend John, he does amazing work. Like just just go with him, he does quality work. It's not like that, it's, you know, it's that number and that's it, square foot number. So it's with more commercial, cost conscious, it's think. more cost conscious and you need a lot of capital to, to move it. So I started with commercial with some interiors um, and then I realized it wasn't for me. I wasn't happy. I'm an artist. I like to think and be challenged. I like to to create. I like to draw out things, you know? So does that um, mean the house you're building has no budget? The house you're renovating, your historic home for I'm yourself, not is looking, there a budget? I'm not looking at my budget. Okay, so then every day you're I just decided, shoveling out money to yes. whatever it is. Yes. Okay. Uh, where, uh, does it, where does it stop? Are you concerned about... Yeah. <laughs> at the steps of a courthouse. <laughs> <laughs> Are you concerned about overbuilding? Are you concerned about appraisals down the road? Like I think I've passed that. Um, sometimes with a historical restoration, it's just like a labor of love. It's it's really, you know, you're going to live in that house forever, and and I've decided that that's what's going to happen, and I'm I'm just living there forever, and and I'm investing in my family. I'm not investing, you know, even though this house, I I've gone way beyond what it's worth. Um, I think it'll eventually probably, you know, come back in value from what I've done. But, uh, you know, um, you could sometimes change the block too. Like I've, I've seen that. I've, I've done builds where I've changed the value of homes around me. Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't just the market. It wasn't so you're the taking like the worst house in an area, making it the best house. And, then and sometimes it was the worst area. Okay. And I built four or five homes in that area and then all of a sudden, everybody wants to live on this block. Mm. Well, there's all of a sudden, the appraisers see that this is the area that's you know changing. So developers and builders have a lot of power. So there's that's interesting. We've actually talked about like this before, where we've we've split up sort of values between what you pay for, what you would consider like an asset or a property to flip versus your own home. And a lot of people will overpay for their own home. Um, because the value for it isn't necessarily your flip price or your, your cost per day, but ultimately the use you get out of it, right? Mm -hmm. It's one of those, it's, it's an asset where you can actually use it and that, that use has a value. So if there's a home you like and you want to live in it and it's a, for a personal reason, overpaying or overdoing is okay if you use it. You know, you see a lot of people like, you know, a lot of you guys watching this podcast or a lot of people in general by the time they get enough money to get to their dream home, their kids are 16, 15 years old. They're in high school. And it's unfortunate because then they go and they buy this big house and their kids are older and really- They leave. Well, their usage of it is now limited to three, four, five years. I don't know, a lot of you guys like kind of don't do shit and go back and live with your parents, so that may be changing. <laughs> yeah. But you know, what are you, Gen Z, G, I can't even keep track anymore. Um, but ultimately for- My uh, kids are always welcome back at my house. Mine too. And they, you know what, Great, guys, yeah. honestly, the way things are going, most of our kids are probably in the back of our house anyway. But the point Especially is now that we bought the big house. So you should, the, as you said it, the point, the, <laughs> the, the point is like, it's okay overspending because you're going to get use out of it. Like yeah. if you build a pool that's insanely overpriced, but your kids are five years old, they're going to use that pool for 15 years. Right. So you're going to get your usage out of it. And that has a value. In I and think of that itself. has a big value. You I know? think, I think I've walked into so many homes that um, contractors just whipped up together and put lipstick on a pig, just to just to. You've seen get my flips. Sold. 
<laughs> so I, I have not done those flips, but no, I said you've seen my flips. Seen his flips. I have not seen your flips. Oh, uh, sorry. Just they're on. You're, you're describing it. Lipstick all over the place. Got it. They're on uh, uh, HD. Lipstick is too expensive now. I just, <laughs> I, just, I, just the, I just slapped the pig in the ass and let her run. Oh. <laughs> or him or it. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, everyone has their method, right? But you know, my method is is when I flip a home, I I I imagine that it's my house. And I want to live here. And every, Don't do that, people. And every time I do that, there, I there's, like a, there's a strategy to it. Every time I do that, I get the highest bid in the door. So I get the. Per, it works for me. I mean, in in some to some extent. Now, obviously, well, it's because you're buying right. I'm a I'm a builder as well. So, I I you know I'm not the middleman. I'm not the investor who's hiring a contractor who's dealing with that. You know, with the communication issues. Um, I've gone through it because I, I know exactly what needs to get done. Even if you're bringing subs on, I know exactly you know what to do. So if the sub is doing the wrong thing, you know I know that I need to change them or I need to, to move on to the next sub or I need to move on to the next trade or vendor or whatever it is. But the homeowners and the people and the investors that are doing these projects, when they don't know construction, they're gonna be walked over. Mm. like. So guys, that's an interesting point. Again, so I was joking when I said, Ernest, don't do that. That actually what he does is the right thing. And the reason for that is it depends like in, your, in the market, like it's been the last three years, honestly, a lot of you guys probably bought dog poop um, in terms of quality dog because poop. everyone is flipping everything. That's what you have in these kind of really quick turnaround, desperate markets. But for the most part, if you do just slap lipstick on it, you're gonna go through a home inspection and that home inspector is gonna figure it out and you're gonna get these home inspection reports that come back with a bunch of stuff that are substantively wrong with the property that when you were doing the renovations, you could have fixed on the cheap because the walls were open or there was right. the opportunity to do it. But since you weren't looking for that and you were just doing aesthetics, now you have these issues and they're gonna demand credits for it and you're gonna have to deal with a contractor coming in giving a big estimate and you're gonna have to give a big reduction whereas you as the GC could have done it with a sub on the cheap at a wholesale price. So. If you really want to be in the business of flipping properties, you really should do it well. And also that, that means that you're going to stay in business. You're not going to get sued by your prior uh, buyers because you conceal defects, right? You're giving them a good product and then you build a reputation and then people will respect your reputation. Agents will be like, oh, I know this builder. He builds sure. good products, right? And they'll push their clients towards your product because mm -hmm. they know it's a good product. So it really does help you in the long run. And look, I'm sure at the end of the day too, you know, Mina's not sitting there saying that he's burning money unnecessarily. I think what he's saying is, you know, he does things the right way, where he looks at things that need to get fixed and he actually fixes them. Um, I'm sure he still takes into consideration, you know, what is worth it, what's not worth it. Is he going to use top of the line versus the area calls for middle line, Kohler versus porcelain? Like, you know, the differences like right, that. Sure. Right, right. <clears throat> I'm sure you take all of that into effect because you still yeah. look to make a profit, but you don't put garbage out there. Absolutely. I, I still, you know, you may think that because I'm building this historical home that I'm putting in, you know, like fancy Lamborghini like faucets. You know that are that are costing two, three thousand dollars. I'm not doing that. I'm still looking at that faucet and seeing that it's brass. And if there's a brass faucet that's two hundred dollars, I'm still buying that brass faucet. So how do you, being a historical renovationist, a historical home renovationist, how do you update things? How do you update things but keep that historical feel or keep keep the integrity of the home? 
And also, what are some of the obstacles you need to go through? Well, I, th I think he, to, to answer that question, he needs to tell you what he's doing at this home. So he actually okay. gutted the entire inside of the home. So you didn't keep the historical integration of the home. He then did. How? Now he's got one acre of land. With gutting it, <laughs> how did you... a steel house made of glass and <laughs> With gutting I mean, it, how did you keep that there, historical there, There's governance. There's, you know, obviously there's this... You know, there's board and with historical, and their their duty, their their is to keep to mm -hmm. to maintain the feel of the home, to maintain that it's historical, and for me not to come in and and butcher it, right? Mm -hmm. um, obviously, there are problems with the house. There were internal issues with the house. The chimneys were all, you know, no liners in the chimneys, no this, no that. Um, when it comes to uh, anything, I think mostly like it's the look in the end. So a lot of people don't understand that, um, that there's a process to it, that I have to choose all the materials that even though I demoed everything, I salvaged a lot of my, mm -hmm. my doors. I salvaged a lot of my fireplaces. I salvaged some of the wood. When I salvage things, I can reuse it. And when I put it in, it'll look like it's from 1885 because it is all from 1885. All his stained yeah. glass windows. He My stained glass windows, windows. I, I, I salvaged. Yes. Um, yeah, I've now, done. Where do you store these things? All over the place. Eric's, <laughs> Eric's <laughs> getting me a building to store some things. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, we're working on that. Um, that's a good question, though. But yeah, you, you know, I, I salvage a lot of the things. And actually, I'm, I'm an industry partner at Renovation Angel. And uh, they're a company, a 501c3, and they uh, salvage kitchens, um, uh, very, very high-end kitchens from, you know, Beyonce's home, Ricky Martin, Soho, like really, really high-end kitchens that others just kind of donate to them. They give them a tax write-off. And, and then, you know, I take those kitchens and I put them in my homes. Wow. So actually, the house that I have, my kitchen, it, it's supposed to be a... $150,000 kitchen. It's a Downs view. You can look it up. Um, that kitchen I purchased for probably around 22000 This is going yeah. into the And this is going house? into my historical house. Wow. Yeah. So I was very cost conscientious about it. I'm impressed. Um, yeah. So, and, and there's a method to it, too. You can't just buy a kitchen and put it in a house because there's a certain layout to it. So you're using components of that. You yes. You use... 100% of the pieces. You may use 80% and then Correct. you may customize other pieces to right. do fill-ins. Right. Okay. But you're, you're getting quality cabinets. And I don't want to, you know, put their name out there for, you know, plugging, plugging them in. But, but they're, you know, that's, that's, I'm very thrifty. And I that's salvage awesome. a lot of things. That's, yeah. That, that, that's awesome that you're, 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 you're not only doing that, but, you know, you're, you're totally fine doing that in your own home. Because a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people just don't, they, they don't get it, they don't see it, and you know, they they just will overspend on things that are just not necessary, because guess what, as soon yeah. as you open that drawer, it's not new anymore, that drawer's been used, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and you know, if you're taking it out of a high-end home, most people don't really even use their kitchens. They don't use them. So, you know, it's... it's the appliances are brand new. Really? They're like, they're untouched. What made Maybe you two, decide to gut the home that you bought? And then how, so, so obviously yeah. I termites. Seen, that's a, that's yeah. a great question. I've actually gone through a lot of historical restorations where I did not do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. And it was a nightmare because when you have plaster walls that you're, you're cutting through, it makes it so difficult for every subcontractor to follow. The electrician is trying to, 
you know, look at all the wires and see what's going on. And all he's doing is he's just putting in new wiring. Because if he starts patching into the old wiring or the knob and tube wiring, then you're screwed. You can't. You're not, you can't. So all the mechanicals, we've, we, we're, we're here at the 21st century. We're the 21st century. 22nd century. 22nd century. 22nd? 23rd. No, I'm just Whatever. We're, we're, we're in the 21st century. <laughs> Whatever we're in. Yeah, we're in the 21st century. 21st century. You know, we have new things. So in the, when they built the shingle style Victorian, they built it to, to that modern spec. It's not like, and I think that's what the historical committees have to understand. We're not going to keep the old systems. We have to go efficient. We you have don't to need do a things. dumb waiter. You don't we don't need. need that. Yeah, there's things we don't need. Um, but we could still revive it. And I think a lot of the people that are on the board or in the committee of a historical society, they should understand that, that wait, let's shift. Because I'm trying to live in this house for the next hundred years. It's not a museum. You know? Like they want you right. to pay and open a museum and then no. have, the, have the wires catch on fire and kill everybody. Right. The reality mm -hmm. is technology has, has changed. So it has right. to be safe. It's the outside. If the outside looks to me, if the outside looks historic and upgrading the inside doesn't change it because it's not a museum. And guess what? The technology in 1885 is not even remotely right. practically no. usable no. in today's society. So no. do you hear that, you historical district? All right. Go it, play with your cats. Yeah, the, the outside of this home, even now that when it's not finished it looks it looks it looks yeah. like 1885 you know, because we've used cedar you know shingles for the outside we've used uh cedar wood for the exterior siding we you have, have an elevator in the house i do have an elevator in the house and guys that's how'd really, you know because in 1885 elevators were very 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 but he prominent. but he has an elevator that he just put in there was no original elevator of course there was no there was wasn't. there an original elevator of course no i actually don't but i don't think so i don't yeah, think are we all kidding was. me there was no such thing as an elevator in 1885 in a residential house there were dumb waiters <laughs> there could have been it was probably a dumb waiter but no, they uh, had I, I literally just told you like electricity was basically getting invented <laughs> they're pull, they're pull elevators they have horses I said that police. pull the with ropes. Yeah, I well, I there may have been a dumbwaiter, but there was probably no elevator in the house. Um, but there, but, but there you, is now. There is a right. new elevator in the oh, house. Okay. And uh, I mean, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna restore it so that it's modern from the inside. I, I it, it's not even my. Oh wait, I mean, I'm wrong. The Otis Elevator Company can trace its origins to 1853 when Alicia Graves Otis introduced the first safety passenger elevator in the Crystal Palace Convention in New York City. His invention impressed spectators at the convention, and the first passenger elevator was installed in New York City in 1856. There you go. So you're the fact check guy. Yes, he is. Could have I fact -check totally myself. had an elevator, but why did you put an elevator in? How tall is uh, it? I actually have an elevator division. Um, the company's called Elevator Contractors. So I very hard to get an appointment I, with them. <laughs> very, so, very, very, very hard. So elevators are your life. doing an elevator for me. It's in Hackensack. Very, very difficult. <laughs> He's replacing my eighteen, my nineteen thirty-five elevator with a. Yeah, we're modifying. Twenty-first century. Yeah, we're keep, we're and we're keeping Hopefully. the cab. We'll see if I can afford it. He's, he's taking the elevator from his house. And you're keeping right it now. looking historical, or is it yeah. going to look different? It's going to no, look. It's going to be his his cab. Yeah. Yeah, wow. my elevator's gonna look as Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. I know yeah. what elevator, elevator we're talking high. about. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, a lot of uh, the company that I have, I do mainly build design. So, um, I can bring in the elevator company um, and I build the shafts and I build around it and I do a lot of the. He likes to give people the shaft. Yes. But he's building shafts. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We're gonna. Um, so, let's, right let's, go back, let's go back to the <laughs> historical. What, what are like the. Your the joke was historical. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are what are your like top three horrible experiences so far in this house? What are the worst three worst things that have happened to you? And then historical I historical board, historical board, historical. And then I want to know what like the three <laughs> coolest. After you bought it, what are the three coolest things you found? So give us the three horrible Ooh. things. Is your house haunted too? Come on, bro, just tell us the truth. Hopefully, is, what? is it haunted? haunted? Hopefully, that would be fun. My father prayed on it. He's a priest. He's a Coptic Orthodox priest. So I really brought him. Okay. I brought him over to pray because some of the guys that were working, they they felt that it was haunted. Uh, yeah, that's a real thing. That's a real. They told me that. You know, yeah. but he prayed on it. We're good. All right. Yeah, Daddy Thank took you, care Daddy. of that. Jesus yeah. juice. Daddy. Took All right. So care. three worst, three worst things. Three worst things. Waiting. Number one, I didn't expect it. I should have because I'm a contractor, and I tell the clients, and the clients ask me like, "Well, how long is it going to take?" Well, you know, I learned that I sh I should just respond and say I don't know, and and we will never know because there's so many factors dependent on it. Mm -hmm. So waiting My was a mood, big thing. The weather. <laughs> waiting weather, waiting uh, historical committee, waiting on approvals. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they, designate, they said that the landscape itself was historical, and that's something that wow. I was fighting. Uh, yeah, so he has I, like 100-year-old rhododendrons in front of his house. Yeah, yeah when I... You, was it designed by some famous architect? I don't think so. And that's some bullshit. Yeah. But the rhododendrons... Have been there for There's no such thing as it. every tree then is therefore historical. Yeah. I think wow. it's more like so. It's, it's just a bunch of people sitting around who don't have to spend the money. Just, they call themselves <laughs> they a board, watch local residents, and they're like, well, let us now preserve what we think, in our opinion, something I, should look like that you paid for. Like, yeah. no, if you want it to look they're, this way, write a check, have your little historical committee raise the money, I'll renovate the house. He got them, he got, he, he got them to acquiesce on the rhododendrons. Oh, you did? I did, I did. Did you I'll kill, did you kill the poor grandma rhododendrons? Disclaimer, they're good people, okay? They're not gonna watch this. Did you take them they're out, did you kill them? What's that? Did you take them out? Did you kill them? <laughs> no, they're still, they're, they're the still there. Still exist. Still there. No, no, the not rhododendrons. We're not gonna right, have the rhododendrons. The rhododendrons. Oh, well, did you take them out? Here. Uh, not yet. I'm actually taking them out this week. Can oh, I, they he's are gonna do it, and then it just like set fireworks shoot off, so the historical committee will be like, there were fireworks. He's gonna try to save some of them, but <clears> it's just I could, but you know, you could do that. However, I would like to finish my home, and there is a designation, and it's historically designated, so the. The governance power is always supersedes yes, your, you know, so it's, it's, and it's I heard difficult. if you burn rhododendrons, they may be poisonous. Did he also have a wooden yeah. cedar house. I don't think we should be making fire and shooting fireworks I wouldn't want to make next fire. to his 1885 dry wood cedar. Right, so. <laughs> did you keep the wraparound porch? I did keep the wraparound porch. Um, <laughs> one of my other challenges were, uh, you know, neighbors, they, a lot of people, they assume things and they think that, you know, you're, you're, Flipping the house or you're demoing the house. So assumptions are the worst things. And, you know, I've experienced it building other people's homes and, and you know, uh, renovating other homes for clients. But when it's your house, it really like is really annoying. So were they giving you, were they giving you crap? Yeah, you, you know, should have let the grass go you know, to like 12 feet they, and be like, all right, fine. They're I'm very, not going to touch it. Now it's historical grass. People are very short sighted. Idiots. Mm -hmm. and, and in construction, you'll see it even more because you're doing something, you're demoing, and they're like, this is crap. Well, yeah, it is crap because I'm demoing that house. So right. Listen, which I neighbor are you going to try most. to make it bigger? Which huh? one? Which one is it, left or right? He loves all his neighbors. I love, all uh, I love all my neighbors. Yes. Listen, he's doing his Which best. one are you going to put the plant on that has all the leaves that blow into their yard? Let's talk about it. If that. I'm facing the house, it's going to be on the right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's number two. Number three. 
Uh, number three. Worst. How many car garage? Uh, four or five. He has a detached wow. carriage house. Wow. Which there's he a, also wants to put an elevator in that house. And then there's is like it, a kitchen. Is it multiple stories? A chicken coop house too. It's two stories. Keep the chicken, do you have, if you tear that chicken coop down, the committee's coming after you, bro. Yeah, I should ask about that chicken. Is that chicken coop, coop historical? I would love some too? chicken's. Uh, Can't you fiber date the like wood? Carbon date the wood to see? Yeah, I should try. Yeah. We don't want to walk up any stairs. Well, I decided. I mean, you know, Ruth Bedford, who owned the house, mm -hmm. uh, there was an elevator donated to her by some senator. She I was think one hundred and two. Yeah, okay. and she never used the elevator. Oh, where is it? Mm. It was brand new, and it's in the house. That's the one you put in. Yeah. So, oh. so right okay. now that elevator is going to be removed because I underpinned the entire foundation which means I made the basement ceiling higher. Mm. I've dug down. Um, I do not recommend it if you're not a pro at it and you don't, don't know what you're doing. doing. I thought about actually doing it in my own basement because after the drop ceiling, it wasn't high enough. So I was like, all right, let me dig down. And then I did research on it and you could really, your whole house. He, did, he actually did it. Really? Yeah. yeah. He did it. Yeah. It's very complicated. I, I've done it and I've done it when walls have collapsed. Wow. And, and it was like SOS, like, oh my guys, you got to get here and keep the house yeah, up. Yeah. yeah. So I've gone through, through those, those experiences. Very, very complicated. Cause you gotta remember <clears> how <throat> they dig it down and it's already sitting on like a set foundation. You're digging right. below that. Right. And then you're going underneath it and you have the entire weight of the house. Sure. Like right. it's, it's risky. And it's all settled and now you're screwing it all up. It's right. Scary. And then people think that like, I, I've actually seen some people, what they'll do is they'll leave like the walls and then they'll cut in the center and go down. Right. Thinking that, okay, well the walls are there and <laughs> I left a little sl the right. slab. No, that slab is what's connecting and distributing Correct. weight load mm -hmm. in the house. Right. So that's what happens when you're an idiot and you try to do stuff that you don't know you're doing. Right. So, so the house the is third? still standing. Yes. Right. The house okay. is still standing. So it's the third thing. It's the elevator. Uh, that was, that was the, th the third horrible thing. No, I mean, how low did you drop the base? I would say the underpinning. Size? The underpinning, the underpinning was, was, was difficult. Okay. Did you drop it to like 14 feet? No, right now the basement uh, finished ceiling height is about nine. Okay. And it was, it was before it was seven. So I had to go down about five feet. He had me come in and see if I could touch the ceiling. I can't, so we're good. Eric is very tall. <laughs> so what are the, so, so now let's do positive. So what, like, what surprises, like as you're doing this, what was like, oh my God, this, Hidden stained glass window that I found. Uh, or a doll buried yeah, in the basement you next find? to us. You know, I think yeah. the positives are, one, a lot of people notice what you're doing and they, you know, they throw at you challenging projects that you like, you know, and from clients that you like. So that's, that's one positive thing that I've, I've seen other people approach me and say, hey, you could do this. This is cool. Can you do it? here for me and I like that client and I wanted to you know, have this lasting relationship with them. Uh, the second thing is um, it's a piece of art. So it's pretty cool having people, you know, stop and look at the house and say, this is awesome. It kind of feels rewarding, you know, how even you though, spend? how much did I spend? I did not look at the budget yet. How would you think you spent? He has no budget. How much do you think you've spent on a million bucks? I think I probably spent around 1.2 in construction without the acquisition. And it's yeah. not even close to being done. And it's not, yeah. So, and I'm a, I'm a builder. So, so this, please, is, this is me, I'm out there hiring a contractor. a builder, hire him because he needs to make money to finish his house. <laughs> All right, so that's number one. Number two. Number two, did I say number two? I think I said number yeah. two. Yeah. No, I'll say number three. three. What was number two? Number uh, two was the people he likes. Oh, I people, thought that was part yeah. of number one. Okay, yeah. number three. 
Uh, number three is uh, I can't wait to live in that house. Aw. Yeah. You're going to put in a pool? Going to raise your family. No. Uh, yeah. I'm going to raise your family. Do it? He needs someone to donate a pool to him. They won't let you put in a pool? <laughs> no, actually, yeah, I decide, my wife and I decided that we, we do not need. First time he's talked about his wife deciding something on this house. <laughs> <laughs> she she makes, she makes the final decision anyway, but um, yeah, the pool. You know, we 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 kind of did the pros and cons, and we said, well, we really want a beach house. Hmm. You know, so that's something that I also wanted in my bucket list, and I actually purchased the beach house last year, um, in Bradley. So that's you know that's off the list, and and we have a beach house. Why do you need a pool? If you could just go to the beach. No, you just do. Or we could go to Eric's house. How old are you? I mean, you I, don't, I could just get a cake. And do you like, have little it's ones? It's cheaper. Do you, have, <laughs> do you have really, really little ones? Yes. Everyone's really happy someone's using this pool, so yeah. <laughs> My kids are three and a half, two, and seven months. Oh, so there's yeah. tiny, tiny. Damn, bro. In about five years, you're going to want a pool. That's why he wants a chicken yeah. pool. <laughs> yeah. A hot tub. Yeah. He built, he built this really cool... Um, sunken patio. Besides that, well, he built a really cool sunken patio. He was able to come up with a way to open the basement up to the real world. So he dug yeah. out like a whole pit and, on, and I, I like out an extension of the house. This sounds awesome. And then yeah, he also built, he also built like a carriage or an open kind of uh, portico. Yeah, uh, the house had an original portico yeah. in the front, but he added a much bigger one in the back. And it's just, it's amazing. We're going to get pictures out there um, so, for everybody yeah. to see. So Mina, ha are you allowed, have you been allowed to change the floor plan? Because these older homes mm. had a very tight floor plan, and guys, the reason for that is there were no, there was no central heating systems. So yeah. you would really have to independently heat rooms, <coughs> and they, that's why you don't see open floor plans in older homes, because they had to design it from a practical standpoint of heat distribution. Interesting. Yeah. So yep. how do you see, like, how have you been very, able to adjust your floor plan layout to really modern, at the end of the day, you still need to be able to use the house in a modern setting, right? Correct. Um, and, and, and that is something I believe in, Anytime I flip a house, anytime I invest in a property, anytime I do anything, layout is so big to me. Um, I sometimes feel that layout is a lot more important than renovating, than, than the renovations that have been done to the house. Um, I, I even tell my clients that as an agent, as a real estate agent, when we're walking in the house. So I, I put a lot into the layout, and I had um, someone consult me who is amazing, um, Graham and Silas, they own the gardens. Uh, you can look it up, the Monsieur Gardens. Beautiful gardens. They put millions into it. They, you know, it's, it's a renowned garden. Uh, and uh, Eric visited that garden. Mm. You've seen it? It's amazing. It's, it's, it's incredible. Uh, he's a landscape architect, and he's put in some design elements to the house inside. Uh, Silas even told me a few times that uh, what what was in the house before and how they used it, which was cool because he was he's about ninety five years old, so he, he was, was there. He was there, <laughs> yeah. And and he was you know he was there when he was a kid, and he saw the house and he's been in the house numerous times. So he said like this is how they use it, and this is how it's function. You know this is mm -hmm. the functionality of it. And I didn't I didn't do this big open concept. Mm -hmm. You know I still made the dining room a holy place where you can dine. Because I believe in that. I want my kids to be in that dining room table. Like, you know, back in the 1800s, and yeah. they used to dress up for dinner. Right. They used to come my back grandma to work used to and just... Do that. Yeah. It's the right way. It's so cool. Huh? It's the right way. Yeah. It's like, you know, you go upstairs, days. ring the bell, like yeah. everybody, dinner's ready. Like, you come... 
Did you put down a, to dinner? Did you put a buzzer under the, no, the table where you can step I on it? I and wish then, uh, we could still dress. I saved. Yeah. I saved the telecom system. Yeah. Are you? Are and you it's making, the little phones, the little like ears. Oh, that's so cool! I'm putting them back. I love that. Make them work. Yeah, I'm gonna make them work. Awesome. Are you are you making it at all? A smart house. Play with those. That's, what I mean. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good question. Are you? I actually am. Yeah. I'm making a smart house. Um, I'm I'm like trying to blend it all in together. That's, that's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Because I think the house is still so big that, you know, in our days we're not like still we're not getting logs and <laughs> putting them in the fireplace. So that's another thing with the fireplace. I I still chose a dual burning fireplace where I could get wood burning mm -hmm. and gas. And there's that option. They make everything now. Yeah, dude. My, yeah. It's crazy. When we were when my when we're we've been renovating our house forever now, and my wife one of the things is she wanted gas fireplaces, mm. right? And what a lot of you may not realize is the gas fireplaces that are open look really pretty, but they actually don't distribute heat out. Because the heat right. will go up right through your chimney. Mm. And the ones that actually heat a room are closed with glass because they're convection systems which create heat. And then there's a fan that blows the heat, hot air out. Okay. So, you know, and I'm a big proponent of, no, I want wood fireplaces because right. I grew up like you put wood in a fire. That's how you make a fire. Right. It's, you know, like, <laughs> but um, ultimately, yeah, I lost. I only have one. But you want that? You want that noise? That sound? That yeah, you know, you want that smell? Yeah. Well, it was a compromise. We're, David would only. We're now it. the existing fireplaces that were. I didn't take them out. I put in a gas system so it could still burn regular wood in it. And the reason you, it has to be special is because the way it's it's basically framed and gas flow and airflow, it does make a big difference. So that's, that's cool, big. man. I really want to come check out guys. We that's should do. We should take the podcast there one day. Just do like a video shoot. I would love to come see it. I definitely want to. Slip I and love historical houses. <laughs> that's sure, absolutely. You guys are welcome. Just like I'm one of those people that goes to another town and they have the historical house that you could take the tour through. I'm one of those people that takes the tour. <laughs> I love it. And he'll he'll be proud giving the tour. He did an amazing job. So absolutely. I think we've we've got a lot out of you, and yeah. um, we can't wait to hear uh, updates as it goes along. So Absolutely, we're, we're really excited that you've been are, here. Are, are you documenting this? Like, is there a website people can go to and like oh. see, you see the process? Should like, be documenting cool. it. I Why should be documenting it. This? Victoria's nodding. She's like, document it. Yeah, right? documenting like, you have the before and after. Want to see? <laughs> and one day your kids see. can look yeah. at that too and be like, oh, mm -hmm. like this is the history of this house. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, my best friend is a photographer, Nick Maloney. Shout out. Um, he he took some beautiful photos of the house before. Okay, good. You know, and I have those photos and they're and they're gorgeous and the lighting is perfect. Like he said, Oh look, this house is so nice because look at the lighting. I didn't understand it that much, but he said it's like, you know, the south facing and this and um and it's it's really it's really pretty. So yes. Well, back then um, that's what they put a lot of thought into, like when yeah, they would build a house. Absolutely. Like guys, uh, nature yeah. nature and aesthetics played yeah. a really large part in absolutely. how people design homes. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so we they didn't have the technology we have today. Yeah. So they had to we'd love them. we'd love to see these pictures. We'd love for you to, to get yeah. get them to us and then um we'll get it. Oh, let's let's tell everybody how to find us. Listen, if you want to hear more from him, because we're going to have you back, we're totally going to have you back to talk about more construction stuff. Hey guys, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Hit that button. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. You can find us anywhere. And put in the comments, ask us some questions, send us yep. some of your Not historical, send us some of your historical renovations. Fantastic. We'd love to see, and we'll get uh, Mina to give some comments on them. And uh, we'll go from there. And Mina is going to be teaching a construction class for us in the future. Yes, you, you, you know, are. Hopefully you know that. I, everybody yeah, wants well. to know how to, to learn how to, to renovate a historical home. So thanks, thanks for watching us today. 
And remember, if you visualize it, you can own it. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye.